The Dana Nick Podcast is back, ladies and gentlemen. I think I just yelled into the mic. Drop, drop, drop the mic. So, with the abrupt end to the college basketball season, we're going to shift our focus over to college football now. I want to say it's a great all-around year for the Pac-12 hoops, but times change and we're off and moving on. So, our format the next 12 weeks, we're going to cover each team in the Pac-12 conference in terms of football. So, this week, we're going to be starting with the Washington Huskies. Dane's going to get five minutes to talk about them. I'm going to get five minutes to talk about them. So 10 minutes total body with the introduction and conclusion should be under 15 minutes total. I got a life. You got a life. Dane's got a life. Our publisher's got a life. Y'all got lives. I said that twice. But seriously, we're going to get you in and out with some cool water cooler information. And I guess maybe we maybe should make it longer this week because everyone's like kind of on quarantine. We're all stuck at our house. So briefly, it's impossible not to ignore the situation going on in the world with the coronavirus coronavirus scenario. I am by no means a doctor. I do feel that it's probably it's probably not going to harm most young people unless you have an underlying condition, regardless of what the CDD is, CDC is saying. But I do think it's important that us young people, millennials, whatever you want to call us, the generation under us, the generation above us, whatever, whatever you all, whatever you call it, whatever you stand by, whatever, Gen X, whatever. Like, I think it's probably pretty important to follow the CDC recommendations just to protect the elderly, to protect a family member, to protect some people you don't know. We're all in this together. And maybe if you get sick, it won't hurt you or harm you, but it could seriously take someone else's life. So practice social distancing, wash your hands. You can use organic, fancy hand soap. It doesn't have to be hand sanitizer. Just keep a general rule of cleanliness. So... Now back to the randomness. When I say randomness, the fun stuff here. Pac-12 football. So for me, with uh, UW football, they're immediately going to be better this year. I'm going to wrap up my intro here, going long with all the craziness popping off in this world. But um, yeah, Jacob Eason's gone. Deuces, peace out. He's gone. That means UW football is good. They got Jimmy Lake as their new head coach. We'll get into that. But Jacob Eason's gone. Dusties are good. Easton was destroying the program. No one had to say it. I was saying it all last year. Easton's gone. I'll talk about him more in the body. All right, Dane, let's hear what you got to say first, though. From Seattle to Arizona, let's get it popping. Thanks, Nick. Glad to be back here for this episode. Out here in Tucson, um, there's no lockdown or anything like that yet, so we're not really quarantined like you guys are or like I guess California is. Um, we can get out and do stuff. Um, a lot of the stores... Are you can only get takeout, um, and, and some stores are shut down too. But other than that, it's pretty much the same old, same old. Um, social distancing, of course, is in effect, and every like grocery store seems to have like not many um, stuff on the shelves, which is uh, weird. But other than that, it's pretty much the same. Uh, our governor and county officials haven't shut us down completely yet, so we're still rolling strong over here. Uh, for you, Dub, in this upcoming season, you know, I, it's a wild card for me because new coach, new quarterback. So those two factors play a massive role in a team's success. And when both of those are unknowns, uh, it's you don't know what they're going to be. You don't know how good they're going to be. Um, they could be good. They could be right where they were last season. They could be worse. It's really uh, up in the air. What I do know is that their recruiting classes are usually pretty strong, top 25 over the last five plus seasons. Um, so they have talent and they're going to have depth. 
Uh, it's just being a matter of putting that all together on the field and coming out, you know, the other end with wins. It's really all that matters. I'm not sure what type of offensive system Lake is going to run. Uh, if it's that similar um, to what they were running last year and the year before, as Nick said in the intro, uh, he didn't really like Jacob Eason. Um, I'm not sure if that was really the reason that they lost a lot of games, but I mean, quarterbacks and coaches usually get the credit and they usually get the blame. So, um, if you want to chalk it at Easton's feet, then, um, you know, that's all right. I don't really know if that's, uh, how it really went down, but, um, yeah, for this season coming up, I mean, it's so unknown that you just, I'll get a better sense of them after the first few games and certainly after a big non-conference matchup. uh, I'll get a better sense of of who they are, their identity as a program, and we'll see if uh, Lake is really the right fit up there uh, in Seattle. All right, guys, time to get into the nitty-gritty here of Udo football. And sometimes things are very simple. People want to try and complicate sports or life. Wow, let's all get philosophical here. So pretty plain and simple, Jacob Eason is gone, and that's a huge boost for the Washington Huskies program. He was an absolutely terrible quarterback. What else do you want me to say? He was an absolutely terrible quarterback. And here's some little fun facts behind it. He's an NFL player. He's not a college kid. I'm calling how I've I've been holding this in, man. He really hurt the program, and here's why. So first and foremost, people see his big body, his big arm, the fact that he can make all the throws on the field, he has nice hair, all that stuff. He looks the prototype QB, but he can't actually play the position. He can't fire a quick... He throws screen passes 700 miles per hour. He misses reads. He misses throws. He doesn't come up in clutch moments, and he's not a leader. You like that, you dub? Deal with it. So some examples from last season, they played Stanford on the road and Colorado on the road. And in those two contests, the Huskies scored 27 combined loss, 27 combined points and lost both those games, only scoring 13 points against Stanford and 14 points against Colorado. That's unacceptable. For a team that won 10 games the previous two years, that, like, that's, that's not acceptable. One of those losses may be okay, but both, no, not okay. So then you go to the Oregon game, and this time they're playing at home in Seattle. They, well, they lost. They had a chance to win the game down the stretch. Couldn't get it done. Um, again, Easton had the ball with the chance to win the game in his hands. Isn't that all you can ask for as a quarterback? The following week, the Huskies then hosted Utah in Seattle. And again, they were actually dominating this game. But Easton threw a pick six, fam. He threw a pick six in the late third quarter or early fourth. That swung momentum in Utah's favor. Utah won the game and rode that momentum all the way to the Pac-12 championship while the Huskies continue to have a weird year. So, again, I think you know how I feel about Jacob Eason. Not a good player. Get over it. Deuces. Get out of Montlake. You ain't good. He's good. Him being gone is good for two more Husky wins. So, we do have some other things to talk about here in the program besides for my obvious love for Jacob Eason. So, again, the other big news here on Montlake, I don't know why I look so confused about that, is that Chris Peterson left which maybe that's why I was confused. No one saw Chris Peterson leaving. He's a great college coach. But what that does um, entail is a pretty cool opportunity for new head coach Jimmy Lake. I feel that Jimmy Lake is a great head coach, hard-nosed defensive guy, been a part, well, been the defensive coordinator for the previous couple seasons in UW, leading some great defenses. So with Jimmy Lake, he's probably also going to try and instill a tough-nosed 
a uh, tough nose, a hard nose offense. And one thing you may not know if you're outside of Seattle is that UW retained pretty much all their recruits. In other words, all the guys that were coming under Peterson stayed for Jimmy Lake, which is a great, huge step to keep UW moving forward. There's also some very big names in the UW recruiting scene around 2021. So if they can get some in-state players to commit, that would be really cool. But again, with 2020, they returned pretty much every player, almost 100%. Maybe they lost one or two. But 247 Sports has them ranked as the 16th or 14th recruiting class. Not sure why there's two numbers there. They have 22 commits, one five-star, nine four-stars, and 11 three-stars. So they have some solid talent to build around. And now, real quickly, before uh, we shoot it over to Dane to take us out, we're going to look at some players Dusky's lost last year, as well as some returning players this year that could really just just some notable names. It's too early to know exactly what that means, but just some notable names. So on offense, Dusky's lost the aforementioned Jacob Eason. They lost running back Salvan Ahmed, good hard-nosed runner. Lost to all-around stud and tight end uh, Hunter Bryant. He was a great tight end and real NFL prospect. They lost center Nick Harris. Great, underrated, solid senior type player. And they lost a trio of receivers in Aaron Fuller, Andre Boccacelli, and Chico McClatcher, who are a very solid trio, but none were game changers. They're all just good college players. On offense, they do Sean McGrew returning. He's their halfback. He's also a hard-nosed runner like Ahmed. I actually think he may have a little more talent. Very strong runner. They also return receiver Terrell Bynum, who has a lot of speed. For me, those are probably the two most notable names. If you want a third one, they return tight end Kate Otten. UW is a long string of tight ends, uh, most most recently and notably Will Disley. So they have a lot of good tight ends, so Kate Otten's a good player. On defense, Dusky's lost um, senior Miles Bryant. I'm not sure I said senior. Uh, safety Miles Bryant. That's all I'm really going to say in terms of their big losses on defense. Maybe uh, Patayo Benning or Benning Patayo. I don't know how to say his name, but they lost him as well. He was quite a playmaker. And they return Elijah Molden. Um, Keith Taylor and Trent McDuffie, all great secondary players, should be an impact under a great secondary coach in Jimmy Lake. So, Duskies a whole, don't worry about their defense. It's going to be fire. Jimmy Lake has them on point. They had 10 new players last year on the defensive side of the ball. This year ain't the same. And again, with the combination of Keith Taylor, Elijah Molden, and Trent McDuffie, the trio on the secondary, they should be very talented. Elijah Molden is the name for me to watch there. So, Dane, take us out. This is what I got. Five and a half minutes. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, y'all. You know what? We're in the middle of interesting times. I get an extra 30. Taking a peek at their schedule, they open the season uh, against Michigan and Seattle, which is going to be one of the better non-conference matchups in the Pac-12 in the 2020 season. So that first game is going to – that'll be huge. That might be the biggest game of their year. Uh, And then they play Sacramento State. Then they have a battle with Utah State in Seattle, which is not um, a given W. Utah State, you know, they're not terrible. I would expect Washington to win that one, but that might be closer than expected. Then they have a bye week. Then they go to Oregon, uh, which is going to be a huge game. Uh, and then Oregon State comes to town in Seattle. Then they go to Utah, which is going to be another great game. Uh, last last year's matchup with Utah was really good. Uh, and this time they're going out there to Salt Lake City. Um, so just looking at the schedule, just those first seven games, uh, the game at Oregon is probably a loss. The game at Utah is probably a loss. They are probably able to beat Oregon State, Utah State, and Sacramento State. So that first game of the year against Michigan uh, could define their season. If they win that one, um, 
the whole the rest of the year is going to be completely different. If they get blown out in that game, uh, it's not looking good. So they also have road games at California, at USC, and at Wazoo. So uh, I would expect them to beat California, though that game is um, California is going to be good this year. I'm going to go ahead and say that now. And then USC, you know, God, who knows what they're going to be. Um, but anytime you go to L.A., it's going to be tough to get a victory there. And then ending the year at Wazoo, uh, I know Washington has really um, dominated that rivalry. And the wild card there in that game is they're both brand new coaches. So who knows how that one will end up. Um, they also host Colorado, Stanford, and Arizona, which I think are all winnable games. Um so yeah, you're probably, I mean, you're looking at a bowl game. I think that's for sure. No doubt you're going to make a bowl game. Uh, it just depends on your quality of bowl. I don't think you're going to really compete in the North. Uh, I think Oregon is going to pretty much blow everybody out of that division. Um, so you probably are looking for maybe a second or a third place finish. I think um, really California is going to be um, the surprise in that division and probably ends up second. So I'm probably expecting Washington here uh, to finish about third in the conference or in the division. And um, the bowl game, you know, who knows? Could be the Holiday Bowl. Could be, I don't know. The Bulls have changed this year how they're um, being picked. So Las Vegas Bowl, I think it moved down or it moved up. It moved up in the whole uh, scheme of things. And there's this Los Angeles Bowl that's starting, which is probably pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, like like Nick said, you know, new quarterback, it's going to be interesting. And as he mentioned, all the recruits um, that they were able to keep, which they've been recruiting on that level for you know five plus years so they're going to be good it's just going to be a matter of them able to click together and um it'll be great to see how it turns out i'm cautiously optimistic but um i think they need to be prepared for a, a you know a lower win total than what they're expecting um but uh yeah closing it out uh first things first we got to get this coronavirus under control so um stopping the spread um whatever they call it on the internet um whatever is flattening the curve i think um that's really important because august and september is right around the corner it's really not far from now we're about three or four months out or five months out when i can't do math and um so really we need to get that under control they're going to cancel the season or postpone games or cancel games like they did in the college or college basketball year which is terrible so um first things first wash your hands social distance um follow the government's recommendations don't do anything stupid and we'll get this under control, and hopefully September 5th, uh, Husky Stadium, Michigan will be playing. That'll be a national TV game, and that one will be a fantastic one. It'll be here right around the corner.